welcome to the Life Beyond Limits podcast. I'm your host, Emma Gibson. Each week I'll be sharing a combination of interviews with incredibly inspiring people from around the world who have achieved greatness, overcome adversity and never given up, as well as solo episodes from me sharing my own journey as a leading transformation coach, helping you to release resistance around money, success and self-worth and to see the limitless potential within yourself to be, do and have anything that your heart desires. My aim for this podcast is to share incredible insights into how to create a champion mindset and live the life that you were born to live with confidence, ease and belief. So are you ready to transform your life from the inside out? Let's go. Beyond Limits podcast. This week I am joined by Aisha, who is the founder of Surge Social, a boutique digital marketing agency that specializes in designing and delivering integrated marketing solutions. Woo-hoo. She spends her days amplifying the online presence of service-based business women worldwide. I am so excited about today's episode. I have been following Aisha for a while now. Um, and I have to confess, I love, 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 love her energy. I think her attitude, her warmth, her fun vibe is such an incredible reminder for just how important it is in life and is something that we seem to forget, especially if we are entrepreneurs. And so I'm really excited to dive into how she maintains this incredible fun vibe throughout her life and her business um, and how it has helped her to be the secret for her success. But despite running a thriving business that she runs today, I know that Aisha has had to overcome a lot of challenges in order to get to where she is today. And so we're going to deep dive into that to discover what motivates her and how she's managed to turn her life around. So I'm so excited. So welcome, Aisha. How are you? Thank you, so much. you have thank you so much like that was such a lovely introduction um very 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 lovely start to the podcast episode so thank you very much i am doing lots better than i was in the past week emma and i have had to reschedule this a couple of times because yeah. a certain virus i won't talk too much about um <laughs> up with me um but i'm feeling loads better now so thank you for being so flexible emma and i'm so happy to be here oh my pleasure my pleasure you know life happens and I think in the last two years if it's taught us anything is to just be more flexible with it all and we can't control certain things so um, I'm really really excited to have you um, on this episode we haven't had um, really much to do with one another but I have been watching you from afar Um, and like I said in the intro I really feel drawn to your energy and obviously a lot of the work that I do is very much around the energetics and who we are when we're taking our actions and I just really love your playfulness um, and fun vibe that you bring to the business and I think I'm probably more drawn to it in a lot of respects because I think when you're an entrepreneur you can lose yourself in your business and become really bloody serious and forget to have fun because you're so focused on doing all of the things. Um, and you really stand out um, in having fun. And it is always a reminder for me to be making it more fun because, again, quite often, you know, we start our businesses up because we want freedom. We want to be our own boss, make our own rules up and have fun. And then we lose that part. Absolutely. So, so yeah, so I am really excited. I know, obviously, business is doing really really well um right now but i know from behind the scenes when we've been 
in contact with each other hasn't always been that way. There have been challenges that you've um, had to overcome. And again, like we were saying before we pressed um, record, you know, sometimes you can watch someone and think, oh, they've got their shit together. They must never doubt themselves. They must just have everything like just flowing. And the reality is that's not true. And I think this is the main reason why I put this podcast out is because it's like, you know, even the best of the best doubt themselves at some point. It's just learning how to navigate through that. That's it. So I do really want to deep dive into that, but it'd be great just to hear a bit more about you and like what led you to setting up your business in the first place. Is it something that you've always wanted to do? So just take us back um, to the beginning. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I've always wanted to have my own business and I've always been quite entrepreneurial, but I never knew what I actually wanted to do, like what I wanted to have as a business. Um, I remember back when, and this is something obviously I'm sure we'll explore today, but when I was at school, um, one of my um, GCSE teachers um, encouraged me at the time, there was um, the Apprentice Junior version. I don't know if you remember that. Oh yeah. Um, And they were trying to encourage me to, to sign up for it. And I was like, no way like there's no way I want to be on TV I don't want people to hear my voice like I'd mess up so much I'd stumble over my words people would think I'm stupid that kind of thing and that really held me back from doing that now obviously looking back I'd be like how cool would that opportunity have been like why did I say no um so that was like kind of like towards the beginning of it was when I was at school and I I decided that I wanted to have my own business just didn't know what it was um, and then just naturally, I just went to school, went to uni, I studied business at uni, um, and then did a placement year, fell into kind of like my grad job. And when I was in my um, grad job, it was a really um, like quite competitive program. So this company, there was like 350,000 people, I want to say in the company at the time. Um, and the program that I was on, it was three years and well just before I got onto the onto the program that that I ended up getting onto you had to really stand out against your peers and like the other grads competition was was fierce um so I had to try and find a way to stand out against all of these other people um so I decided to just make a, a blog and like just make a blog about literally life as a millennial I called it millennial musings um and then I later changed it to get up disrupts because I just love to rhyme um and I was just basically talking about what it was like as like a new kind of graduate trying to navigate like the corporate world um like trying to make a name for yourself trying to stand out against like all of your peers kind of thing and it was just it was just kind of word vomit of my life at the time um and I thought what like what is the point in me spending all of these hours coming up with these ideas these blogs like writing these articles if I can't get people to read them so I was Mm. obviously posting on my personal Facebook at the time I posted a few of them to LinkedIn at the time and I was like I need to think about how how can I get traffic to this blog for it to like even ever take off. Um, so I decided to basically look at Instagram and I saw what was doing really well at the time, still to this day does very well, um, was, and this was probably back in like 2016, um, was like motivational Instagram pages. So pages that were, you, I mean, you follow them, you save the quotes, you share the quotes, yeah. super relatable, like, you know, the types of pages. So I set up um, my own version of that page with the intention to like post motivational stuff, um, relatable stuff, and then dive direct them back to my blog 
And I got really kind of like obsessed with building this Instagram page. And for some reason, I just set myself this goal. It was coming up to, I can't remember what birthday it was, but my birthday's in September. So this was probably around like the May time. And I set this goal that I wanted to hit 100,000 followers, which is stupid looking back now. But the time I just set myself this goal and um, I set myself this challenge that if I hit it on my birthday, then I have to force myself to go live on Instagram, which was the most terrifying thing to me in the world. Um, so I basically was doing that for no reason other than the fact that I literally thought it would sound cool to have 100,000 followers, <laughs> literally no other reason. But in the meantime, what ended up happening was people were messaging me um, who were trying to grow their Instagram accounts. So like people who were like influencers, creators, like a couple of like new business owners saying, how are you growing like this quickly? Like, what are you doing? Why is your engagement so good? Like, can can we pay you for you to do the same for our accounts? And at the time, like this was like six years ago now, I was like, you can get paid to just manage someone's Instagram page. Like that's a crazy concept to me. So I started to say, yes, obviously. Yeah. I was paying like charging the most insane like prices every month before it. Um, and eventually I was like, this could like, this could actually be a job. Like this could be a career. Um, so in the end, this poet really randomly who lives in the US, they reached out to me and said, hey, can I buy your Instagram page off you? Um, and I can use it to like promote my poetry. Um, and I just thought, I mean, not even a thing. That's exactly what I thought. I thought, yeah. it was, I thought it was a scam. Like I fully thought yeah. this was a scam. They found me on obviously Instagram. Um, then they found me on Telegram. And then on Telegram, I was in other groups, like entrepreneur groups, like uh, mm -hmm. marketing groups, that kind of thing. So I realized that, oh, there's a few people in there. And I had a few like online friendships with people in these telegram groups and they were like no this person's legit and we had someone operate as like a middleman um, right. so they sent the payment to this middleman and this middleman then then sent the payment to me and then I did the same with the logins to the Instagram account um so yeah basically sold the Instagram account um for um a few thousand dollars and then used that money to um invest in digital marketing courses and then it probably took maybe another year year or two from there and then in 2018 I was like I'm going to register a company I'm going to make my marketing agency and, and I basically built search social from there so it was a very random journey yeah <laughs> um but a really cool one but, well exactly and and one that you're really aligned to because this is you know uh, you're not the first person that said so this is what I was doing and then people started coming to me and I think the thing is when you're aligned with what you should be doing it feels easy and fun um but then it just opens up um because your energy probably was like you know this is really cool this is working you had no pressure on you because it was just something you were doing for a bit of fun that's it and exactly. so there was no like um judgment necessarily from I mean, people always judge but there was no like real judgment of a business at that point um so yeah it all like all started to, to form and come together did you notice a difference in you from what we've just said there in the fact that there was no pressure and no fun to you then setting up your own business and it becoming a bit more serious was there a shift yeah, 100%. And actually, I haven't had this realization until you were just saying that about 
the no judgment and the pressure piece because when I had that account Mm. what I my face was nowhere like my face was not on there no one knew who owned the only account like I probably told like a handful of my friends um Mm. I I was doing this but like literally nobody knew like nobody would have known to come to that account who I was or anything like that um so it was very 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 different story to when you start off like building your business when I started to try and build like the Instagram page for um, surge social it was very different and I would never put my face on anything so I was like oh I can just grow this in the same way that I grew this motivational quote account yeah. and actually I was like this is way harder to grow um like as a business when you're not putting your face on anything mm. um so that was hugely different and that is what took me to being like if people are going to invest in me like as a as a service provider if people want to invest in my business if people want to buy into the story in the background of the business I'm going to have to like put myself out there and get my face visible um, and actually talk to these people not just hide behind pretty pictures and stock images and quotes anymore yeah yeah and like you know it I think the problem like for me what I see you were so flowing because it was so free and then when you become a business person suddenly that pressure can stump your creativity you suddenly overthink things a bit more it's like it I don't know it just says suddenly the fun part like we were saying right at the beginning yeah can disappear a bit because it's like right this is serious now and I you know I'm running my own business so I've got to take it seriously um and we change um, and yet there's nothing in the rule book that says that we have to change. And you've already proved that actually by having fun, it really, really works. Yet we do naturally shift That's it. into something. Um, and so how long did it take you to find your feet and to find your rhythm? And also, I I know, I think I know the answer to this, but also what was stopping you from putting your face to your business as well? Yeah, obviously it was judgment. Um, And when I kind of, I looked back, um, I think it was maybe like a year or a year or so ago now of when like you go back through your archive on your stories, you can see like obviously a year ago today um, and go back through. And I watched the first like stories that I posted, the first talking stories that I posted. Oh my gosh. Like obviously the first time you do something is never going to be your best work, but it was just like, uh, who is that person? And that wasn't even me as a person at the time. Like obviously I've changed and developed and, Um, stuff as a person now but like the person I was at the time is not the person that I was showing up as on these stories Mm. and that's exactly what you said like you feel like you have to be serious you have to be professional I'd come Mm. from the corporate world I was like I have to translate this if anyone's going to take me seriously I have to be so serious myself Um, and I started showing up in this like really serious stiff boring way Um, and I actually had friends message me at the time they were like why are you putting on this posh voice like why are you trying (laughs) to be like this serious person and I was like well no one's gonna like pay me for services but I'm not super serious Mm. um and then like over time I I really avoided doing stuff like that because I just always had this massive hatred for my voice um 
I know I mentioned it in the in the DMs with you before, but um, like I had my first ever job when I was sixteen, um, was working at Next, um, which if you tune in from the UK, I used to work at Next. I oh, did you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that so it was my first ever first ever job and then they used to ask me to speak on the tannoy um, and I just refused and I used to get in so much trouble with my manager at the time because I just would refuse to ever speak over the tannoy because I never wanted anyone to hear my voice and then when I moved to so I'm from Bolton in Greater Manchester I used to have a much thicker um, accent than I do now because I've not lived there for a while Um, but when I first moved down I was at university in my third year of university we did a placement year um and the placement year was at this big tech company in London in central London and um a boy at the time like was very much like just teasing but I took it really much very much to heart was saying that oh I was practicing um, a presentation that I had to give and he said if you're going to be taken seriously in your presentation you can't be doing it in your Bolton accent and I, I really took, and he was saying it jokingly, I, I think, um, but I really, really took that to heart and I tried to change my accent. Now, naturally over time, it has diluted as I've not lived there. Um, but I just look back and I think it's such a shame because now I, I hear like my friends who stayed there and my family and I love the bottle accent because it's just hilarious. Yeah. Um, I, lo- I love it. Um, so that really did hold me back from in those first not even just like the first few months, like the first couple of years showing up um, filming stories, like doing lives, like anything like that. It really, really, really held me back from it. Um, so for fear of judgment, literally yeah. all comes back to that. Um, and it wasn't really until um, in, I think it was 2019, I invested in my first ever like big bit of like live coaching before that I'd invested in like loads of like online courses and programs, that kind of thing. But I invested in a VIP day. And um, basically this was, this is Amy from, she's got a company called Social Cactus Coaching. And um, she basically said to me like, in a very nice way, she was like, so you're basically telling all of your clients that they need to show up on stories, show their faces, um, share their stories, like their stories on stories, but also in the um, marketing as well. Um, and you're telling them that they need to do that, right? For their businesses, but you're not doing that. Mm-hmm. So basically calling me a hypocrite, which is completely fair in a very yeah. nice way. And I just sat there and I was like, yeah, this is so true. I can't be telling people to do stuff that I'm not doing for myself. Yeah. Um, so that was that was on I think it was a Thursday or a Friday and that weekend I vividly remember going to um my mom and dad's holiday home in the Lake District and I sat on the patio and I filmed no joke about 20 takes of this story of me trying to like talk a little bit about myself and like one of the packages that Amy and I had come up with on this VIP day and it took me so many takes that my mum and dad were in the inside the mobile home and they kept like as soon as I finished a clip and was like for fuck's sake, fuck's sake. Yeah, yeah. they would repeat like I my name's Aisha and I did like they would just repeat and what I was saying because obviously they they knew it off by heart at this point and from that moment I was like I need to stop giving a fuck about what I sound like whether I stumble over a word everyone stumbles over words now and again and I just need to get on with it and I forced myself ne- not every day but nearly every day that week to just like if I was on a walk or whatever just to record myself talking and I used to try and set a challenge for reducing the amount of retakes that I would do and like nowadays obviously I'll just film a story and then upload it unless 
don't know, Pixie starts, but my, my dog starts barking yeah. in the background. I need to refilm it or I really, really fluff up my words. Um, but it's just crazy to think that that was like um, less than three years ago now. So it's it does it does take some time but um yeah and you know you've said so I've ju- I'm jotting down notes here in the fact that it is really interesting because one flippant comment from someone that's never meant to intentionally hurt you can have the capacity to hold us back absolutely um and it's just having that awareness of it but but also recognizing sometimes you know People judge, and we've spoken about judgment, but people judge us regardless. But in hindsight now, you know that he didn't mean that in a nasty way. Um, but because it was something that you were aware of, you then took it and, and ran with it and the ripple effect of it sort of grew. Yeah. Um, and so I'd love to know, I know that you've said that you then challenged yourself to go live um, every time you were walking. But was there anything in particular you did to help your, yourself to overcome that? Um, because I think we've all been we've all been there on lives where, for me, I'm very much um, fly by the the seat of my pants or whatever it is. Whereas I don't want to rehearse things too much mm-hmm. because then it's something else to remember, yeah. and suddenly your authentic part disappears. But I know like my sister and, and my husband who are in corporate jobs rehearse a lot and they like to know where they're at. Um, and so I learned that actually rehearsing doesn't work for me. And I look back and I can I know when I've rehearsed something and when I'm just speaking naturally. Yeah. But but the idea is obviously, you know, <clears throat> it's only re- the hardest one is the first one for a start. But everyone was shit at at some point and I think we again we forget that like we look at everyone who's I don't know on tv because we're talking about being on screen they were crap once upon a time like they didn't wait they weren't born and suddenly were a real natural on live tv Mm -hmm. Uh, but we again put that pressure on ourselves don't we to be perfect and that it's got to all be perfect and I'm I mean I don't know but I can well imagine something from my experience when you fuck up, they actually prefer it more because it shows yeah. that you're human it's true. Um, rather than as if you're reading from auto cue. Yeah. But how did you go from doing those 20 retakes <laughs> yeah. to, to getting into the mindset of I'm going to just I'm just going to keep doing it? Yeah. Was there something in particular that you used to help you to work through that? I mean, at the time, one thing that was really like, present in my mind was the fact that obviously this was early days for for the business the majority of my followers were like friends family um people that when you set up um, an account and you use like the same number obviously people who have had your number in the past get alerted can get alerted to that and then they start to like follow you and watch your stories and what I noticed was the people who I used to go to school with like acquaintances like ex-boyfriends ex-boyfriends family members they were all like watching all the worst kind of people literally (laughs) and I I was like oh my god I don't want them to see me and see me fuck up like I want them to see me and be like oh she's doing really well so that was a really big part of it as well um and basically what I did initially to kind of before I fully like got over that was Mm. what I did initially was I started to um, remove those people. So I had a lot of people in the audience. I felt like I followed because I had to, and it would just be awkward of me to unfollow them. 
that I just got over myself with that and just decided like, do you know what? If this is holding me back, it needs to change. Yeah. So I um, restricted some people's accounts. I blo- I don't know if the restrict feature was available at the time. So I think I just blocked them from basically seeing my stuff. Yeah. Um, the people who were like causing me, like obviously not everybody in the world, but the people who were like causing me to like specifically worry um I started to just kind of remove them from from my space um and that helped a lot um I mean still to this day there's still obviously times where I feel like I need to be really like prepared and rehearse for stuff like I messaged you Emma and I was like Emma do you have a list of questions for me that I can look through in in advance because I do I do fuck up I do fluff up I do stumble over my words but um it's nothing compared to, to to what it was then so back then it was a case of um just kind of seeing that first take like that first story session when I had to redo things 20 times it was just sitting back and thinking what is the difference in story number one versus story number 20 did I end up using story number 20 no I actually ended up using like story number four or number five it's like why did I waste like 15 16 attempts when I could be doing something so much better with my time I'm in the late district with my family why am I sat here yeah. these stories under the 15 times like <laughs> I, it was just kind of having realizations like that of just because I'm doing something 20 times doesn't mean it's going to be 20 times better that's not the case at all mm-hmm. and the second thing was just like challenging myself to think of like what is the worst possible scenario from this like what is the worst thing that is going to happen someone is going to watch my stories and be like oh she wasn't perfectly polished in that and maybe they would have like some negative judgment towards me that I would never know about unless Mm. they told someone they told me like I would never know about that and actually it's on them if they have negative judgment for me putting myself out there and showing up for a business that I've bloody well created um so it was definitely having that kind of like mindset shift and just like thinking and this is something that I do often now is thinking like what is literally the worst case scenario because it's never as bad as you make it you think it's going to be um and that massively massively helped yeah I mean I wrote down earlier um about how worry worse than the reality because Mm. I think so many times people can walk away from something and go oh it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be and half the the time half the sleep we lose on things that never happens. And it's like, we can just wind ourselves up by overthinking. Um, but again, it's showing yourself um, compassion on that, isn't it? Like, there's nothing wrong with wanting to, to be perceived by others as, you know, really, really good. We like to know that other people value what we're doing. Yeah, but ultimately, if they don't, it's, it's on them and not on us and it's actually not any of our business but I love how you're saying you know what's the worst that can happen um because again it's not going to be the worst that we think is going to happen is never going to happen um and and actually it done is better than perfect and so just by putting it out there like now I mean you go live, I go live. Yes, yeah, sometimes there are moments where you're worrying about what the people, but generally speaking, it becomes, it's become a bit more of a natural process for you. Yeah. And I think this is the thing is that we, again, we look at people and think, oh, everything is so natural for them. And the reality is the more you do it, the more competent you become. Really? And competence breeds confidence. And it's like, you can't get confident in something by doing it once and thinking everything's going to change. 
but it's not taking it personally when it doesn't. It's like, right, well, that didn't work. Like, you now know, well, I don't need to do it 20 times because actually I use number four or five. Yeah. (laughs) So I was just wasting time and energy and getting frustrated. So now, you know, maybe after three or four takes, you probably got to where you want to be, then post it. And then you do it in one post. And it's like just having that trial and error process is actually normal and it's like taking that pressure off you Mm -hmm. so when you overcame the the fear of doing your lives and speaking and so on and so forth what was what um one what was the secret to your success but two what when did you start to really notice momentum in your business in a way that wasn't just in results but in you being the fun-loving, flowing girl rather than the pressure, I'm running a business girl? Um, Something that like probably isn't like a logical answer to this question, but it's definitely when I saw a big shift Mm. um, was when I just kind of muted the noise. Mm. um, And it's something I've been looking to do again recently is, um, so I went, traveling um in 2019 to 2020 obviously early 2020 um and at the time I had like I had a personal Instagram account whereby I still had like these acquaintances that I was speaking about um I was following like influencers celebrities that kind of thing and then I had my business account where I was literally just following like business people people who inspired me people mm-hmm. that I'd like to work with ideal clients that kind of thing and biz besties what I really saw was when I was logged in on my personal account versus when I then logged into my business account, the, like, it was just so different. Like the mentally, like what the thoughts that were coming up in my head were just so different. So from like my personal account, sometimes it was a a case of like jealousy and like frustration that I'm not at this place yet. And then in my business account, it was a lot more kind of motivation. Like, yeah, like, oh my God, I want to try this. This sounds really cool. Let's do this. Or this person's cool. I'd love to be featured on her podcast one day, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I noticed this big difference. So actually for about um, maybe two years, actually two years after that, I got rid of my personal account um, and I just focused on my business account, but I really focused on the people who I was following on my business account because just because you follow business people doesn't mean it's not going to give you those feelings. Like it depends on who you're, um, who you're following. Like, obviously I was a lot more aware of that and became more conscious of people that I was following who were putting really unrealistic, like celebrations out there or marketing in ways that I don't feel like are in integrity or authentic, or, you know, the types of people Mm. out there who are doing questionable ways of like marketing their stuff and selling their stuff just really being very, very, very intentional about who I was following on that account um, made a really, really, really big difference in terms of like pressure, um, in terms of my creativity and my vision. Because I mean, you might think that the more inspiration you see, the more creative you are, but actually consuming so much Um, when I was in like consumption mode it was halting my creativity because I was just looking at what everybody else was doing and like questioning I shouldn't go forward on this idea I've had because that's not how so-and-so is doing it Um, so it's something that I learned quite early on was that who you surround yourself with like even just in the online space not even like physically um is massively 
made an impact on kind of like the success of the business, the success of my ideas, the amount of pressure I was putting myself under. Um, so it's not necessarily like a logical answer, but that's definitely a big shift that that I went through that I noticed made a big difference. I love to- that. And, and t- I can totally 1 million percent relate to it because you're an average of the five people you spend your most time with. And that doesn't have to be in the physical world either. And again, I think, you know, the last two years we've realized that. Um, but it's who you surround yourself with. And, you know, like where you were saying how you removed obstacles and blocked people at the start because you didn't want judgment. And and I've got a personal Instagram and then a business Instagram. Yeah. And I just flip to look at the gossip on my personal one and then move to the business um, for 90% of the time. But I would say probably in this last six months, I've really... Made, made genuine friends in my industry that you don't have to pay to have a conversation with um, because you know it's so like that um, but are genuine friendships and it makes a massive difference when you surround yourself with people who understand you mm-hmm. who stretch you who motivate you who inspire you it can take your whole everything your your creativity your vision your mission your motivation your focus to a whole nother level yeah absolutely um and you know there was a post on reels the other day um where a guy was talking about why do friends find it so hard to support people's businesses like if you're an entrepreneur but if you're running a podcast like if you have a podcast why do your friends not ever share it and like why do they never ask you how your business is And it's a conversation I have with my husband a lot. Like I will ask everyone about their work, but very few people ever ask me about mine because they're not in that industry. They don't understand it. Um, Maybe there are, I don't know if there's some jealousy because I'm doing something that I want to do, whereas they're perhaps in the corporate. I know sometimes the work that I do triggers people because I'm getting them to think beyond their normal way. Mm -hmm. Um, But the reality is their support can carry use like so far and change everything just to know you've got people on your side that understand where you're coming from absolutely and I know we were speaking before about like secrets of success like when we're talking in the the dms before and quite honestly like the by far it is about people like it is about people so it's surrounding yourself with people who elevate you but who are also like an energetic match or at a place like where you want to be like where you are going whether that is like a coach or a mentor um your business besties your team members your partner your friends like the people you surround yourself with like that is by far the biggest like credit that I could ever give in terms of like where we are now as a business where I am now as a person um and it's when you kind of like really realize that um, it makes a huge difference to your life. Like there's definitely been points in life where I've had to distance myself, like from friendships that felt devastating at the time. And I felt like it was the worst thing in the world, but in kind of letting that go and being surrounded by people who are where you're at now, are like always pushing for, to better themselves, to better yeah. their lives, like better everything. Like that is, that is just a crazy thing to be surrounded by that and 
it's always striving you to like push forward and do better and be a better person, be a better friend, be a better um, girlfriend, boyfriend, like whatever. Like it's always pushing you to, to be better because the people around you are doing the same. And it's just a really, really, really beautiful thing. Um, and it can so make or break you as a person, but also as a business, if the people around it aren't an energetic match for it. Um, yeah. So like when we're hiring people um, to work for us and our team at uh, um, our agency, the thing I look most for is like their energy, yeah. what they value, like what their um, what their kind of vision is for stuff, like how they react to things, how they respond to things, how they think about things. That is by far the most important thing to me um, than to how many years of experience they've got. For example, like obviously I want them to have like a decent level of skill for the job that I'm hiring for, um, for the role that I'm hiring for. But them as a person yeah. is so much more important to me and that's definitely something that I've learned in in recent years yeah yeah I love that because energy is everything it like you can walk into a room can't you and you know within an instance if someone's had an argument or you know someone's really happy or someone's had a shit day whatever it may be you can you can see that um and you know we feed off energy like I know my husband feeds off me all of the time and so if I'm in a bad mood his mood will drop yeah. if I'm in a good mood his mood will will be high as well um but naturally that's what we do because we mirror people and it is so important to be around the right people which is why communities like on social media are so important and again I think in the last few years where contact changed um, we had to look outside of our normal way of being with people um, and seeing um, other ways to connect with people and to have that like-minded interaction with someone. There's nothing better, absolutely nothing better. Um, and, so, you know, just hearing how that has amplified your success and been a big key part to, to your business uh, is proof in that, you know. Um, what's your motto with your your business because you just seem just fun like just fun <laughs> um funny you should say that because my motto is nothing's ever that serious like what I always yeah. one thing that used to just drive me like around the bend was when people used to message like I'm obviously speaking about like clients who would be yeah. like this is so urgent like this is so urgent and the word urgent just is like not I'm not a fan of the word. Um, and what I always say, like when to myself, like like to myself, but also to my team members, like if they're getting really frustrated or um, something's happened with a client and they're like, shit, like I need to work overtime to, to like fix this or take on all this extra workload. I always say like, we are not brain surgeons. Like we are not doctors. What we do is not life and death for people. Yes, it can really help people like, impact their lives it can help them like our um the the niche that we support in our agency are service-based women who include like coaches who are there to support like women in like elevating their wealth who are to support them with their mindset to help them work through trauma and heal and all all this kind of amazing stuff so the work that we do obviously supports them to spread more of an impact in this world which is amazing but what we do day in and day out is not life or death and mm. 
a lot of the times we treat ourselves like it is and everything yeah. is so serious and yeah there's obviously times where things get super 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 stressful um things happen and we feel like it's the end of the world but actually and in the moment it feels like it is but you take a step back and you're like no one died today because of because I didn't do yeah. that yeah. nothing like it's not going to impact someone in a really severe way if I don't get that done today um or the mistake that I made it's not really having that big of an impact on people's lives on their income like on their well-being like that kind of thing so it's just really just rooting back to the fact that what we do like it's amazing and I love like everything our clients do and everything that we do and everything that our team members do um but what we do like is not life or death and we need to remember that because it's so easy for us to forget it and think that we're so important um and not saying that we're not important we're the main character in our lives um but it's not that important to the to the um point where it severely impacts people in a really negative way um and we need to remember that so I always say to myself nothing is ever that serious like nothing we do is that serious like we can have fun with it yes inevitably we're going to have moments where we have these breakdowns but it's important to remember that it is it is because we can get so caught up in the seriousness of it all can't we and think like you say you know no one's died today as a result of it um yeah my if my husband or my sister can't can't do something in the corporate world I'm like they're gonna survive without you it's you know yeah. <laughs> don't worry about it having been in the corporate world and got made redundant and was so easily replaced after giving my heart and soul to them I know those fuckers can do the things that, that like if they're not dependent on uh, but we, again that all comes down to that pressure that we put on ourselves isn't it to think that we have to be everything to everybody and then sometimes leave very little to ourselves Mm -hmm. how do you give yourself back some time because obviously the business that you run is very much working with other people to then help them with their business Mm -hmm. how do you manage your energy to make sure that you are in tip-top shape to show up with because you know as you've said about energy if your energy is low yeah. It's going to affect everything. Um, and yet so many people ignore that and get burnt out or just focus on the hustle because it's a hustle culture. What things do you do to take care of yourself as you are the business? Yeah, absolutely. So back in, so I mentioned that I went traveling in 2019, 2020, which is when I was living the digital nomad life. And like, Where did you go? Um, we went to, so I went with my boyfriend, he quit his job, um, and I was still obviously working on the business. Um, so we went to Singapore, Australia, New Zealand, Bali, Ooh. Thailand, and Vietnam. Oh, my favorites. My favorites. <laughs> it was incredible. Unfortunately, obviously it got short, cut short in March, 2020. Um, so I'll have to pick it back up at some point. But, um, when I first came back, my boyfriend had quit his job. Um, Mm. So he didn't have a job. Obviously, the world was an incredibly unstable place at the time. Mm -hmm. I had no idea how this was going to impact the business. So I just threw myself into work. Um, Luckily, he did manage to um, get a job pretty quickly. um, But I put a hell of a lot of pressure on myself to be able to have us both like still making a living and not knowing what, how it was going to impact the business. Um, so that year, like the rest of 2020, I just like threw myself into everything. And I was, it got to the point where, um, I was averaging like 
I think it was like 200, 300 steps a day. Like everyone was talking about enjoying lockdown and mm. being furloughed, sunbathing in the garden, going all these walks, like getting their step count up. And I was like experiencing none of that. Mm. Um, Cause I was like, I was very fortunate that I still had clients of course. Um, mm. But I just threw myself into everything and kind of took advantage. You know, it's not necessarily the right word, but took advantage of the fact that I couldn't have a social life. So mm. it got to the point where I'd wake up around six, pull my laptop to me in bed, work all the way through till midnight at night and have wow. barely any breaks at all. And um, obviously it was great for the business because I was getting the clients in, I was getting a lot of work done. I was doing pretty much all of the work myself. So profit margins were great, but mm. I had no life. I had no time for my boyfriend. Um, I was actually dreading lockdown finishing so I was like how the hell am I going to balance a social life with this um and I also gained a lot of weight because I just felt so sluggish I wasn't moving obviously wasn't going to the gym wasn't taking care of myself in terms of what I was putting into my body I was just grabbing stuff when I could um and I just felt like absolute shit mentally physically I was exhausted um and that's when I realized like something big has to change here um and that's when again I invested in coaching again for the second time um I invested inside hiring a team um and then I was able to reduce my workload by training up other people to support me to to do it or lean on other experts like bring them in and let them have like be in their zone of genius and bring like extra dimensions to the business and then from then on um we ended up moving here um in 20 was it the end of end of 2020 we moved here and um I got a gym membership and at the time before that in the months leading up to that I was like when would I ever have time to go to the gym like I don't even have time to like go for a walk outside and then we got our puppy and I was like my priorities need to change now like I can't keep going on like this and then I was responsible for a household because before then we moved back in with my boyfriend's mum and she was the one cooking she was the one taking care of the house and then we ended up buying a house like I was now a homeowner I had responsibilities around the house I had a dog that I had to look after and walk I forced myself to buy a gym membership so I didn't want to waste my money there um so I just made it a non-negotiable that I had to introduce like movement and bringing myself time back obviously it massively helps having team members um but since then like I've massively changed things obviously I walk my dog daily like I'm not someone who has like a really long bougie morning routine mm. um I like to do like other things with my morning so like yes I say like my gratitudes in the morning I say affirmations when I'm getting ready um but what I will do is like take my dog on a walk I'll put music on like I always put magic fm on on the tv and I'm dancing around making my coffee in the morning um and I go to the gym four times a week doing like not not like forcing myself to do like running on the treadmill which I hate it's because I love dancing and there's an amazing Zumba class that's on um every single week at the gym so my life has drastically changed in the last two years um and I am such a better person like a better friend a better boyfriend a better family member and but a happier person um and a more energetic person than I was back then because I'm not exhausting myself and just hustling it out every single day. And I make a lot of time for myself now and a lot of time for other people, which I wasn't doing before. Obviously it helps because I've got team members now and I'm in a very fortunate place where I can afford to hire a team. Um, But I also make it a non-negotiable that I have to get outside. I have to do things. I have to move my body because I know the impacts it has when I do. And I'm such a happier person and people 
are going to buy into your business like and want to invest in you if you're a happier person than this grumpy bitch that was yeah. rocking around for the majority of 2020 yeah yeah it's so true it's so true but too many people are scared to take their foot off the gas mm. because you know they think if I slow down I'm going to lose it all and so we we just do 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 and we go for it in the whole hustle side of it um and and never never stop unless we're forced to stop but by you stopping and slowing down you were able to create boundaries and non-negotiables yes you've brought in a team um so obviously you're now not doing it all yourself but your business still survived and is probably thriving better having changed your approach to it would that be right yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm always clear. So I've got um, a program where I help um, people who are building their own marketing agencies. And I'm always honest with them that when you're doing everything on your own and you're working all the hours, obviously your profit margins are going to be better than when you're hiring a team. Mm-hmm. Um, however, all the other benefits that come like to your life when you make time and space for yourself, like they are, there's you can't put a price on that. I will always forfeit profit margins for my sanity for my health my well-being for um like to be a better friend better girlfriend better partner all those things like and I think in the online world especially we get so caught up in figures and um cash months and cash launches and profit margins and stuff that we forget like what's actually important what actually makes you feel successful is it having more money in the bank which I mean, it has helped, obviously, me like implementing these things and having managing my energy better. The business has grown. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but like we prioritize those things like money and business growth and numeric growth, financial growth, because we see it everywhere. We see everyone talking about it, but we forget like what are what does success actually mean to you? Mm-hmm. Does it mean being able to chill on a Wednesday afternoon with your puppy and catch up on Netflix? Like that's not everyone's definition of success, but I know that makes me feel successful. If my business is running, I'm making money and I can just chill on the couch and watch Netflix with my puppy one afternoon because I feel like it. Um, so I think it's just important to just always root back to what does success mean for you? Um, and how have you allowed that vision to be swayed by what you see online and what you kind of surround yourself with? Totally. That, you know, that's such an important question because we'll often chase the success stories of someone else's success dreams rather than our own because it looks yeah. cool, but actually it doesn't go with our values or what we set, like what we set our businesses or, you know, whatever we're doing in life. Um, for me, I always work my business around my son. It took us so long to get him um, that it was like, I'm not, I'm not compromising on this time that I'll never get back. He, you know, he's off in, in nine days for seven weeks and it's like I'll be working but my priority is him yeah um and and that to me is success um does that impact my business not so much now because I work around it and know how to manage it did it initially yes but do I regret it no because you know it's priorities and we can get so caught up in chasing the number sometimes we forget about our own health and happiness Absolutely. and you know and like I said at the beginning you remind me to have fun because you can get, I remember someone saying to me a couple of years ago, what do you do to have fun? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what I would do to have fun now because I've forgotten and it's, and we forget those parts. And the reality is we've only got like one shot and 
too often we put all of this pressure on ourselves and then we just forget the fun part. Absolutely. Um, and you can't pour from an empty cup and you can have all the money in the world. Like there's a, a good friend of mine, her colleague, uh, they were running, they run a business and they flipped it uh, on the stock market or whatever. And overnight they became multimillionaires. Wow. Um, and his skin is totally riddled with hives. He's like stressed to buggery. He's not sleeping properly. He's not eating properly, but he's got millions in the bank. And it's like, well, you're not in a position to really enjoy it That's because it. you've compromised. And it's like, just do you. Like, we all try and chase this perfect dream mm -hmm. that doesn't exist, but it's like, what's your version? What makes you smile? What fills your heart up? And to do that Absolutely. and be, be happy with it. Um, it's been amazing speaking to you. Like, as I've said on numerous times, I do really love your energy. Oh, um, you. I love your outlook. I think um, I've not personally worked with you, but I've seen what you do in your business. And I think it's incredible. Thank um, so thank you for coming on and sharing everything with me and with the audience. Is there anything that you feel intuitively that you would want to share with anyone off the back of this conversation? I think it just like for what's come up from this conversation and what I always like think back to is just how important it is to just surround yourself by the with the right people surround yourself with people who love you who want the best for you but who also want the best for themselves that is a really important thing that we forget like if they are we we have people in our lives who love us and who support us but if they don't want the best for themselves as well like they can be a real like energetic drain on us um so that's just something that that I've picked up on over the last few years which has been really important to to take note of um just because someone loves us doesn't mean they're the best for us like they have to also love themselves and want the best for themselves and then also just protect your energy and be strong on your boundaries like always have things in place that protect you um, because ultimately you might feel like you're being a bitch by not agreeing to this extra stuff that falls out of the scope of your agreement with your client. Um, but ultimately it's protecting you. It's protecting your team members if you have team members as well. And it just ups the respects and the relationship that you have with that client. Um, so yeah, just surround yourself with the best people, always protect your energy and be strong on your boundaries. Love that. <clears throat> love that couldn't agree with you more on any of them I, th I think you know they're three really important things that are often overlooked especially boundaries like yeah. so you know we feel a bitch if we put boundaries in place but we have to it's like it's selfish to not put ourselves first because you know if we're running on empty then we show up to our family our loved ones our clients not in the way that we want to yeah not in the way that's going to serve anybody to get the results that anyone wants. So it's actually more selfish to ignore that than to put ourselves first. So really appreciate it. How can people stay in contact with you? Um, so I'm most present on Instagram. Um, so you can find me at Surge Social UK. So that's S-U-R-G-E Social UK. Fab. I'll add all of that into the show notes, but um, it's been amazing. And obviously if anyone um, wants to find out more about Surge Social, then please obviously um, feel free to contact But and, and any questions. And if this uh, episode has resonated with you, then please tag us both in on Instagram, sharing aha moments and spread the word because the more reviews and subscriptions that we can get, the more we can reach other people. So thank you everyone for listening and thank you so much for being so awesome today. It's been amazing having you on the show. 
have a lovely week everyone and i look forward to seeing you all next week bye for now bye that's all for this episode thank you so much for listening if you've enjoyed this show please head over to itunes subscribe and leave a review bye for now